Hey everyone, we appreciate you listening. We'll get into the show in a bit, but just want to mention, go check out our Twitter page, at Midcourt Madness, for all of our show updates, as well as some breaking news tweets. Also, check out our website, where we post all of our writing at midcourtmadness.wordpress.com. Here's the show. Hey, Midcourt Madness. We are continuing conference preview season. Um, we are falling a little bit behind here, Biggs, but we're going to get it back going here. We actually completed the Pac-12 one yesterday, but it's going to be released after this one we're doing right now, which we haven't even recorded yet. So amazing job on our part. Um, also, it's 7.30 in the morning. This is the earliest we've ever potted, Biggs. Um, it's the first time ever that two uh, mediocre podcasters have started at 7.30 due to their favorite football team playing in London. We're just we're breaking down walls. We're, we're, setting yeah. new, we're setting new standards. Look at us. Yeah. And uh, the conference the conference we are previewing is many of them. It is the one bid leagues. It's basically everything, but the big six or power six, and also the uh, mid majors that we did the last episode. So we've got a lot of teams to get into. We are going to touch base on every single team, coach, player, and grandparents from these conferences. So stay tuned. All right, Biggs, we have a lot to get to here, and uh, you know, I was researching this morning, and by research, I mean that I opened up the Word file you sent me with uh, show notes uh, about 10 minutes ago, and I see uh, the conference that I think we're going to focus on here the most that has the most uh, noteworthy teams and noteworthy players is the Conference USA. So, um, you know, I see some teams here. Um, I've got my notes on my left screen here, but... Who do you think is the best? I see three teams here that are probably the favorites. We have North Texas. We have Western Kentucky. We have UAB. Who do you think is the favorites? Um, also, who has the best nickname? Ooh. So we've got the Mean Green. We've got the Hilltoppers. Uh, let's see. What is the, what's UAB again? Aren't they like the... Uh, Blazers. The Blazers. I kind of like the... I, I mean, Mean Green is such a classic. Yeah. How can you not think, go for the mean green? When I hear Blazers, I all I think of is the movie Dodgeball. Okay, yeah, I I think I think like Dame Time, but that that too. <laughs> but yeah, Dodgeball is good too. Yeah, great movie. I'll say I'll say the favorite is probably. I'm I I mean it's hard not to go with it's hard it's hard to go with any of them to be honest with you. I don't know if there's a favorite. I'll take Kentucky. I'll take Western Kentucky. You like Western Kentucky? Yep, I think they bring back they bring back four like key guys who were either starters or like high level rotation guys from last year's team. Davion McKnight, Jarius Hamilton, I believe, were their two leading scorers. Jamarian Sharp, everybody really knows him as like he's seven foot five. He's the seven foot five dude who plays college basketball. So I don't know if he's like all that good. But he's an impact defensive guy who can, you know, rebound and block shots by virtue of just putting his hands up in the air and reaching probably 11 feet. They uh, they did nice work, I thought, in the transfer portal as well, adding um, Emmanuel Acott. He was the guy who originally, he's Boise State, he, he originally started his career at Arizona, 
Didn't play much there. Went to went to Boise State. Was a was a Mountain West All Conference guy. Transferred to Memphis over the summer, and then decided he didn't want to be at Memphis and went to Western Kentucky. So he's well traveled, and he's yeah. a useful piece. He's a he's a really good kind of super utility two way wing who's like six eight. He can handle the ball. He can defend. Uh, not a great shooter, but um, you know, as one of those guys, I think Western Kentucky is going to win a lot of games simply just by out-athleting people. And Emmanuel Acott is one of those guys who is a is a pretty solid athlete. Uh, they added Dante Allen as well. If you remember Dante Allen, he had like a – he had a minute, a minute of like really solid play with Kentucky, I want to say two years ago. He's like a shooting guard. Did you just say a minute? A, a minute? Yeah, maybe just a minute. He, he had Are like a moment. And then, he, and then he stopped okay. being a freshman, so Kentucky was no longer interested in him. It's weird, John. We live in this world where, you know, the best thing about freshmen is that they become sophomores. And Kentucky yep. is like, wait, the best thing about freshmen is they just leave after the first year. And then we can and put new ones in. Because yeah. Cal shares my hatred for sophomores. So, so so then he just went west and found a different college. Yep, he found a new he – found, he found the western version of the school that he wanted yeah. to be at. So, yeah. Um, and then Christian Lander is – um, a point guard who who was like a bench guy for Indiana who uh, had pedigree. He was like a five star recruit who was a reclass guy, one of those reclasses. And you know, maybe uh, maybe we just I think we we are just contractually obligated to mention all reclass kids who suck, and maybe like one of them will hit, and then we'd be like, see, all he needed to do is just go to a small school after transferring three times. But. It is worth noting that they do have a lot of down transfers here, Biggs. You mentioned Acott, mm-hmm. you mentioned Al, you mentioned Lander from Indiana. Uh, Jairus Hamilton. I know he was at. Uh, I know he's at Maryland. I remember him back in the day at Maryland. He was at um, Boston College and Maryland, and he's okay. and he's been a decent player. And Jamari and Sharp was he somewhere else? He he, ring, he rings a bell as someone who was at a bigger school. Yeah, I don't remember where he started me, at. I'm clicking on his name here. He was at. Western Kentucky last year, I told you. There we go. No, so, but like a lot of times these, it's worth noting that a lot of times these teams that are in these lower conferences that, you know, do well in the tournament and upset, you know, a four seed or a three seed or a five seed. Um, oftentimes it is because, you know, they are able to convince guys who were highly rated or top 100 guys, but couldn't quite crack the rotation at whatever power six school they went to. They convinced those guys to be like, Hey, come here, group up and we'll win. And we'll, then we'll make some noise in the tournament. Yeah. They're going to be big. I mean, that's, that's another thing about some mid major schools nowadays is, you know, which teams do the, you have the size to hold up and it's not just the size at center. They obviously have size at center, but do you have size along the wings? Are your are your guards small? Uh, they're not. I mean, Jer- Jerry's Hamilton is like 6'8", 230. I mean, he's like a prototype, power forward build type of guy. Acott is 6'7", or 6'8", long, rangy wing. Uh, Luke Frampton is like a 6'5", uh, shooting guard. Dante Allen's good size. So they're going to be big. They're going to be long. I mean, that's something that, that not a lot of teams in even CUSA, which will be a strong um, – mid-major league they're, they're gonna they're gonna beat a lot of teams in that league just by being bigger and more athletic yeah. all right let's go over to uh let's go to uab next and they they uh i think they are 
sort of everyone's darling as far as you know the remainder team or the remainder teams um, outside of the Power Six and the made mid mid majors that we will talk about. But they returned Jordan Walker. He averaged twenty points per game. Which if you can return someone averaging twenty points per game, you're in good shape. They bring in Eric Gaines um, from Louis. Uh, I'm sorry, Louisville, LSU. He transferred in from LSU. Uh, Ladarius Brewer, um, KJ Buffett, another double points per game um, average guy. Um, no, what do you think about this team, Biggs? Well, I mean, it all starts with it's it's all the hype is because they have Jordan Walker, whose nickname is Jelly. I don't know, is that a good nickname? Jelly, I think so. Have you seen? I, I know. Actually, I know. I know you listen to Tyson Tate. Them talking about Jizzle James. Jizzle James? Yo, you haven't heard this. It's uh, Edron James's. Do you remember Edron James with the Colts? Yeah. It's his son. He's a very highly rated recruit for next year, I want to say. Jizzle James. His son's name is Jizzle. Yes. Or nickname. I'm Actually, I'm pretty sure it's the nickname. Oh, so, <laughs> And uh, that basically means that his name is actual, actually Rayshon. Yeah, his name is Rayshon. You're right. Great call. I'm sure Jizzle James is just a hit at all the school dances that he goes to. You don't want to get him going too fast. No, you want to slow Jizzle down. <laughs> you Jizzle all over the place. Um, Jelly Walker, though, is uh, he is one of the best guards in the country. I, I, I think that's safe to say, even even by not just mid-major standards. I mean, he's... There's there's some really good mid major guards coming back, but I mean, he he's as dynamic as any of them. I mean, he put average twenty a game, five assists. He shoots almost forty percent from the three point line. I mean, he's a guy though that it, it feels like even in the like in the tournament in their in their conference USA tournament, like he just kind of rises to the occasion. Like he had some monster games in that conference USA tournament. I think he dropped over forty in a semifinal game. He's a guy that. Um, you know, can can he's a one man kind of high level offense, and will keep UAB in a lot of games just by himself. And he's not alone. I mean, they have a they have a nice contingent of of pieces kind of around him that fit really nicely. Trey Jamison and and KJ Buffin up front give you two kind of big strong uh, post guys who can who can handle the block. And you're right. I think Eric Gaines is a nice a nice add. I mean, he was a solid reserve at at an LSU team that was been pretty darn good the last couple of years for all the for all the crap we talk about will wade being kind of a garbage coach um they had good teams and eric Gaines was a was a useful piece on those teams he's a i mean i think he's a high level athlete i don't know if he's a great defensive piece right now but um as as athletic and as as rangy as he is i think there's a chance that he's just going to carve up a lot of mid-major guards like he he's got he's got kind of that next level juice to him that, you know, mid-major guys just don't really see a lot. You know, he averaged nine points, four rebounds, and three assists as a sophomore. I think there's a chance that he probably, I don't know if he's going to, I don't know if he's going to do like the the 120% rule where he's going to put up 17 points a game or something. That math doesn't check out, but whatever. I don't think his, I don't think he takes probably a huge, I don't think he takes probably a huge scoring jump. Um, but I could see him being like a like a thirteen points, 
four rebounds, four assists, all defensive team type of guy who's just like really, really useful and like an excellent Robin to Jelly's Batman. Okay. And uh, breaking news, um, I did find out Jizzle's actual name. Um, Great. It's uh, Ed- Edgerin Jr. Ed Jr.? Edger and James Jr. Edger and Jr. <laughs> you seem lost on this for some reason. Do you not like the Jr. thing? No, I mean I get it. Is his 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 dad's name is Edgerin. Yeah, you want to keep that going. That's a that's a very distinct name. I suppose. I don't know why you can't just name your kid something simple like Greg. You know, Edgerin's up there with LeBron. Like you know, you know who LeBron is. You just say. Edgerin. You're not thinking, oh, plumber down the street. It's, no, the Colts right back. Yeah. Edgerin, my tax guy. I'm going to have him him do my taxes. Edgerin, my public defender. (laughs) Edgerin in sales. He's going to give me my shoes. (laughs) I got nothing else. Uh, Let's see here. North Texas, Biggs. Um, the mean green, which is fitting, considering that they are also North Dakota tough. They are North Dakota tough. This is yes. the second. Uh, this is the second North Texas team that will be buoyed by a North Dakota State transfer in the last couple of years. The last one worked out pretty nicely. In, Do I know uh, who this in, is? A uh, Dang Adele. No, not Dang Adele. Well, who am I thinking of? Dang. Dang. There's Goo. a day. Really? I don't know he went there. Okay. Yeah, Dengu a couple years ago went from NDSU to North Texas, and that team was was perhaps the best North Texas team that we've had in in the last five years. And there's been some pretty darn good North Texas teams, but Well, I'm seeing there's a Kai a Kai Huntsbury who's also a newcomer from University of Mary. Also yeah, a D2, North Dakota. A D two guy. Yeah, hang on. You keep talking. I, I just wanna fact check. Yeah, he was the Northern it. Sun. Player of the okay. year, or one of the top, one of the top shooters in the Northern Sun, the NSIC. A little uh, North North Dakota to North Texas pipeline here. I see. It seems that way. Yeah. It seems that way. Well, you know, you get to keep the North in your name. You yep. get to you get to continue wearing green. Yep. Um, you get to go to warmer weather. Texas, does the North Texas coach have any sort of tie to? Uh, who's to the Midwest somehow? Grant Grant McCasland. McCaslin, I'm pretty sure, has like a Texas background, but I guess I'm not sure. Arkansas State, I see Baylor assistants. So not really. He, I wonder if one of their assistants does. He just knows to get these farm boys down there. Yeah. yeah. Well, McCaslin's one of those guys that I would not be surprised, even though his, his gig is pretty solid at North Texas. I mean, they, they do a great job, and I'm pretty sure he gets paid pretty well. I mean, that's a name that I, I just wouldn't expect him to be at North Texas for a very long time. I think somebody better is going to swoop in probably and mm-hmm. and, and draw him away. Maybe North Dakota uh, State. Yeah, maybe. Maybe yeah. he could just kick all those guys back from, from North Dakota back, and they're going to be like, uh, no, I don't want to go back. <laughs> we want to stay here in Texas where we don't have to pay, where we don't have to pay taxes. That's true. But no, this Texas, team – North Dakota's taxes are pretty nice, though. It, yeah, it's pretty incredible. Um, just going across the river, I think your taxes, because like, I think here it's like it's like something stupid, like one point one percent. Going across the river to Minnesota is like the lowest bracket, it's like five, five or six percent. I want to say. 
Yeah, Minnesota's like one of the highest. Yeah. North Dakota's one of the lowest. Yeah. So South Dakota's even lower. So we're better. Um anyways, North Texas. They return three main players here, Tyler Perry, Ruben Jones, Abu Usman. Am I good there? Yeah. Okay. And then we mentioned Tyree Eady averaging double figures from North Dakota State, as well as Jaden Martinez also averaging double figures coming over from New Hampshire. Um, and, of course, of course, Kai Huntsbury, another North Dakota boy. Biggs, tell me why this team is just going to be tougher than anyone else, even though I already did. Well, they've got the North Dakota tough, of course. There, there you go. You know, I, I think it's just in that North Texas, like, style of play. I think they, they bring back enough guys who were – they bring back four guys who figured, like, prominently in their rotation. And then Jaden Martinez and Tyree Eady, at least on paper – in the limited sampling I've gotten of Tyree Eady, uh, I can't say I've been grinding a lot of Jaden Martinez tape, but you look at him, he's 6'7", and he's solidly built. Tyree Eady is uh, is like 6'5", and a big, tough guard. Um, that's how, I guess that's what I think of when I think North Texas, is I think of like a, I think of a team that's got like length and toughness, and they play really tough defense, and it might not be the most pretty, beautiful offense all the time, but it's going to be a team that just kind of gets into your skin and like makes life miserable. I think that's what I think that's what this North Texas team has potential to be. You know, Tyler Perry and Usman are are double figure scorers both back. You know, Martinez was a guy who who could get buckets at North at uh, at New Hampshire. You I don't mean, know if that a, translates to Cusa quite as much, but um, I think they've got nice depth. I mean, you've got a six or seven man rotation right off the bat. And I think it's also just kind of a bet on North Texas being good because they've been good for like the last five or six years and they've got enough pieces that are that are still around from those teams that have been really, really good. Uh, there's no reason to think that they won't continue to be pretty darn good. All right. Yeah, definitely uh, Conference USA. If there's any conference outside of the ones that, you know, we're going to preview separately here, like is there any to keep an eye on more than Conference USA? I don't think so. I think I think Cusa is probably the next. Like I'm guessing, without looking at some of like the uh, you know like Ken Palm will rank conferences. Mm-hmm. Um, I would bet it's probably the Power Six, obviously. Well, Pac-12 is probably somewhere in the top fifteen, and then <laughs> maybe <laughs> you've got the A10, you've got the Mountain West, the WCC, if only because Gonzaga is in there. And then I'm guessing Cusa is probably oh, and the American of course, but like the best of like the next batch of them. So that's ten conferences. Probably the next, the next best one. I, I would bet Cusa somewhere in like that eleven or twelve range. All right. So if there's a conference or a team outside of the conference USA on this show that you wanna really wanna hit on here, who is that? Um. I think the I think the next best team, and it's a team that that has had a lot of success in recent years. It's the team named after the the famous Canadian hip hop star. Yeah, and this is their first year ever, to my knowledge, that they don't have to deal with uh, Loyola Chicago in their conference. No, but they do get to deal with Belmont. Belmont's coming over, huh? I believe Belmont is in the Missouri Valley now. Okay, so uh, tell me. Uh... Why did I drink? 
Um, like which which one? Which song is your favorite? Uh, which TV show that he's appeared on? Which uh, bandwagon team that he jumps on do you relate to the most? Literally, the only Drake song I know is the one where he talks about starting at the bottom and now he gets here. <laughs> that's a good one. Right, I think that's that... a Drake song, right? Where he starts yeah. at the bottom. He says, "Started at I th- the bottom, I believe and so. now we're here." Yeah, it's a great, great song. You can, cause like you, you can use it in everyday conversations. Like you can be like, like climb up a ladder, and then someone else is already at the top of the house or wherever you're climbing to, and then you just say that started from the bottom. Now I'm here. God, that's so true. I mean, I started from the bottom. Like technically, if if you even if your day, if you're not a morning person and like your day starts at the bottom because you had to get up, by the end of the day you're here. But what if you're like, I? I can't say it because in my house, the bedroom is on the top floor where I'm currently podcasting is on the bottom floor. So Ooh. I can't really use it for this situation because I started literally the bottom and now we're here. I, I started, I started at the top of this house. Yeah. The top of the house is not where you like to be. The bottom where you get to podcast is. Oh, there you go. You know, so it's almost, it's inverse. Yeah. Inverse Drake. A, a very this popular house. one, sh- shockingly, from like all the high school kids when I assigned them a uh, a Great Gatsby theme song, right? Because Gatsby is a, he's a character who starts with nothing. He comes from nothing. He's this he's this young man who's in the military. He has no fame or fortune, um, and then he grows and he becomes this man who has who has all this wealth. Um, and so I, I assign the kids, hey. Write a write a song that you remind like a, is like would be Gatsby's theme song, you know. To, I'm, I want to I want to show me that you're engaged in the text. You understand the character. Think of a song that you know and explain how that works. Um, shockingly, like seventy percent of my kids picked that one, probably because Google told them to. But <laughs> uh, yeah, started from the bottom. So that's that's my that's my Drake song. I think we're at a point now, Biggs, where it doesn't matter what generation you're in. Like Google is what you go to for your main research, or Wikipedia. Like even well, like, like seventy years down the road, Wikipedia too. Probably. I, I think Google has taken over, just like in terms of like, oh, I like what's two plus two, and like people will be like, instead of using any brain power, they'll just punch it into Google. Yeah. Why not? Because we've gotten so lazy. Damn kids. <laughs> Anyways, so, Anyways. Uh, I'm not sure if you're aware of this. There's also a basketball team called Drake. Um, yes, there is. They yeah, have – What are they called? The Bulldogs? Bulldogs. The Bulldogs, oh, yes. Just like in Zaga. They're basically the same. Um, they return a stable – God, I've been – I used to need to use that word more often. A stable of guards. I like uh, Roman Penn, Garrett Sturts, DJ Wilkins – um, they get Sardar, Sardar Calhoun, and I love your notes here um, on your show notes. It just says Juco, Florida State, Texas Tech, now at Drake. Um, so maybe the fourth, the fourth, uh, the fourth college is the charm, or the third D one college is the charm um, for him. And so, just a lot of options here, Biggs. You know, they do need to get you know Sardar Calhoun to actually mesh with the rest of the team but like they have a good team returning already and then just trying to get the other guys to mesh with them essentially yeah get, getting young sardar to, to commit to something is going to be it's going to be taking on someone real special because like yeah. he he's a flight risk he, he he's well-traveled young man um 
They bring back a lot, though. I, I, I was I was really surprised to see that Roman Penn is still in college. I mean, that dude was, like, one of their best players on that Drake team, like, three years ago. What year was it where they were, like, undefeated for a really long time? And then – That was the year after year after COVID. And cause they had, I guess that uh, wasn't that long ago. God, that feels a long time ago, though, doesn't it? Yeah, that Hempel was the other guy. Who is it? Who is the guy that went to Kansas? I can't think of his name. Oh, yeah, Yesifu. Yeah, Joseph Yesifu. Um, yeah, yeah. They had, like, they're a very talented team. And, like, they were, I don't know if highly rated is the, or highly ranked is the right word, but they definitely ranked for a good portion of the year. Um, And then I think in the end, I think Loyola Chicago did win that conference. Yes, they did, because Drake, I think, yeah. had a bunch of injuries that kind of took him out. And Roman Penn was one of them. Uh, he's just kind of a steady... A uh, stable lead guard who he's not he's not flashy he's not um, he's not particularly explosive but he's just kind of a he's just an effective college point guard who will control the tempo um, and all those other point guard cliches he's a coach on the floor type and I think he averaged like eleven or twelve points a game four four or five assists plays solid defense um, he just kind of keeps the chains moving for your team and, and you kind of like that he's one of the better mid major. I wouldn't call him like a – he's not an elite-level mid-major guard, but I think he's like a really good true point guard. You know, he's like he's like, he's like like Tiger Campbell of like mid-major point guards. Yeah. You know what uh, I mean? One other, one other thing I just noticed, they have a guy named Darnell Brody. Is that in relation to what Russell Westbrook? I I really like that last name, Brody. It's not, yeah, a, it's not his nickname, though. Yeah. Oh, that'd be cool if you could nickname your last name. That would be cool. I wonder if, yeah, if they call him Brody, do you think Russell Westbrook is just like, what? Somewhere, like off in the distance? <laughs> you guys need me? Uh, need me to Garrett jack up Sturtz? 30 shots? Garrett Sturtz is a guy that uh, that I really enjoy watching play. He looks, when you watch Drake play, Garrett Sturtz somehow is, he's like this 6'3 white dude who looks like, he looks like a guy who's just like, he looks like he's like 37 years old playing at the Y. He's, he's that guy that like tries harder than everybody else. And like, I hate that guy. You know, you know the guys that'll get like the rebound, and then randomly the guy will come up behind them and like knock the ball out. Yes, I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. The guy who, for me, when I play pickup ball, I just shoot. And but like, he, this is the guy who will never help off, so like you never get open to get a shot up. Yep. Or yeah. he's the guy that you you box out. You know, well, not no jam. Nobody boxes out, but like. He's the guy that will get boxed out nine times, and the one time you don't box him out, he hits the offensive glass and gets that and gets that tip out rebound yep. that leads to a three pointer that changes the momentum of the game or something. Like he's he the is, guy who you will have a rebound in your hand and like you're still in the air, and then he'll tap it out from behind. Yep. Yeah. Yep. He is that guy. I'm trying to think of other rebounding stories. We just keep doing this again, um, but I can't. So. He averages seven rebounds a game. He's six foot three. He doesn't jump very high. He's not like Russell Westbrook in that he can like jump really high. He's just like a motor. So he's a you know, motor. Like how how Justin Jefferson has not been a reception lately. Yeah. Or how like Dan Campbell is a bad decision. That was ridiculous last week. Greg Joseph is a missed field goal. Garrett Sturts is a motor. Yeah. You like that? He's a motor. So yeah. he's. I'm picturing a car is what I'm picturing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, like a high motor. Yeah. 
One of those like motors a, that makes well, a lot of noise. He, he's like uh, the cars Vin Diesel would drive on Fast and the Furious, like the muscle cars. Is what he is. Yeah, but he's quieter. I think he's he's like more sneaky. You know, you don't really think – he's definitely not the first dude you want getting off the bus, right? Because – or maybe he is because then everyone's like, ha, this team's going to suck. They're a bunch True. of 35-year-old white balding guys. This guy does not win the layup line. Yeah, no, he doesn't. Like Garrett Sturtz is like – he looks like Hunter Renfro except less athletic. I think we've hit the Garrett Sturts train enough. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. DJ Wilkins, also another double-figure scorer, is back. Um, and then Tucker DeVries is the guy that I think is, is probably worth getting really excited about. I would not be surprised if he is like your Missouri Valley Player of the Year as a sophomore. He was a top – he was like a t- he was a top 100 prospect. The only reason he is at Drake is because his dad is the head coach. This guy would have played somewhere a lot bigger had uh, had his dad not been the head coach. Um, he's like six 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 seven, terrific shooter, um, really smart, crafty, uh, really capable scorer. He averaged fourteen a game as a freshman. I wouldn't be surprised if he's pumping up eighteen to twenty a game. Um, and Drake's got a really nice contingent of kind of dudes around him. I think that makes them a, a potentially really good team in the in the Missouri Valley. And obviously, you throw away uh, Loyola Chicago, that takes away kind of a contender which I think means Drake is, is probably your favorite there. Yep. Northern Iowa heavy. lost I think they're a bunch heavy of guys. Favorites. I think they're huh? heavy favorite, Biggs. Yeah, I, I would I would say they're probably heavy favorites. Yeah. yeah, Belmont's losing a ton of dudes, and it's the first year in the Missouri Valley, so I don't know what they're going to look like in that conference. Uh, Northern Iowa lost a ton of guys. So I think, I think Drake's probably the heavy favorite in that league. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm looking at their like projected roster here. They basically have a projected starting five entirely of guys who are returning. And then they have a down transfer in Sadar Calhoun, a trans uh, sideways transfer in Eric Northweather. Um, Northweather. Yeah, which basically just means he's cold um, from Sherman State. He averaged about ten points per game. So it's like all like these transfers that they're adding in are basically just for depth. Yep. So. Very good team. Um, let's see. I'm trying to find another team. Let's go. You want to go Toledo? Mm-hmm. Let's go Toledo here in the MAC with one A, not with two A's, with one A. So Toledo, another team that just returns a lot of scoring production bigs. I see here two guys who average 15 points per game, a couple more in double figures. Actually, just one more in double figures. They get Tyler Cochran transferring over over from Northern Illinois. Now, they won 25 games last year. Um, tell me why you like this team, Biggs. Um, I see they also have you, – you got a breakout guy for this for this team. Well, they bring back four starters from a team that won 25 games and was the one seed in a, in a pretty good MAC last year. This is the MAC that included our Buffalo team that we were in love with last year with Jan- Jonathan. With our guy Jonathan. So yeah. <clears throat> I'm trying to remember who actually came out of the MAC last year. Was it Was it Ohio? Was it Ohio? I need to look at. The maybe report. it was. Well, maybe it was Toledo. I don't think it was Toledo. Yeah. For some reason, I think they got got by somebody. No. Um. Was it not Buffalo? I don't think it was Buffalo. Mac Buffalo was like the five seed. That's how good the Mac was. Was it Akron? LeBron. Might have been. I have no idea. I mean, I could just scroll through LeBron's tweets because if they did win, he would have a tweet saying that he was considering going to Akron out of high school. 
Maybe that's true. Yeah, I, I like I like the. It was Akron. It was Akron. Okay. Okay, it was Akron. So there we go. Yeah. But Toledo, it's 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 Toledo now, and I think they might have one of the best point guards in the conference in Ray J. Dennis. He was a thirteen point a game for us. This guy last year. Uh, I think he'll take on a bigger role this year. With uh, they they lose their their leading scorer from last year, who was a who was a combo guard. Uh, they bring back Cedric Milner and J.T. Schumate, uh, who were a couple of front court guys who averaged about 30 points and 12 rebounds between the two of them. Uh, Schumate had some ridiculous shooting splits. He shot like 45% from the three-point line, like 50-plus percent from the field, if I remember right. He was he was, he was was efficient. So, I mean, you look right there. You bring back three guys who are who are putting up almost 45 a game between the three of them, and, and you got to like what you see. And then Raheem Moss was like a big uh he was like 6'4 like 205 kind of shooting guard good size and, and he was just kind of a utility do-it-all guy for them last year as a freshman I, I I guess I think breakout candidate just because you know I think he's maybe the next logical guy to take on some more shots and opportunities and he's already shown he can kind of fill up the stat sheet in a lot of different ways uh, I think there's a chance Toledo is is a 25-win team again this year, and, and with the MAC not being maybe as strong with some of those other teams losing some dudes, I think they're going to be really good. All right. Now let's see here. We have to talk about this team, Biggs. They uh, made a little noise in the tournament a year ago. They're in the Big South. They have an amazing nickname that we can – or not nickname, team name. Uh, and that is the Longwood Lancers. Now get your jokes out now. I think it's just a great team name. Nothing but respect. Okay. Uh, hopefully they don't blow it in the early parts of the season. <laughs> I do wonder, I do have questions about their size. Okay. Is that a good question? Or is that a good joke? <laughs> I thought we were past the jokes. I actually thought you were being serious. <laughs> good I think they're bigger than they look. Okay. Yeah. Size doesn't matter as much. You know, it's what you do with that size. They shave some of the depth up so uh, that it looks that their starter, starters look longer. I'd be curious how long they last. Yep. You know, they're not impressive right away, but I think they're they're more of a shower than a grower. Yep. Uh, they return two double-digit scorers, Biggs. <laughs> yep, they bring back seven of their top nine guys, including Isaiah Wilkins and Deshaun Wade, who are both double-figure scorers. Uh, both guys are pretty efficient, knockdown shooters. And I think there's, I think there's just the belief that because they bring back so many of their top dudes, not including their leading scorer, but I mean, you bring back seven guys from a team that won, uh, that won the Big South pretty much like going away. I, don't, I think they were, they were well, they were well ahead of everybody else. You, you, you like what you've got coming back. You've got to like that core. And then they add in a Southern Miss transfer who was like an eight point game, four assist kind of starting lead guard, who probably slots into a role. And you've got you've got good depth now. You've got uh, experience, and it's it's a league that probably won't be quite as good with some of the other teams losing some guys. You know, I think the the impressive thing here is when you've got these teams that 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 retain so many players, and the transfer portal has made it hard for for projection on mid major schools because so many teams lose lose top guys to bigger schools and. And some of these some of these programs will will gain down transfers like we saw with with UAB and and North Texas and some of those teams. But like Longwood doesn't gain a lot of 
you know, down transfers. It's, 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 you've got to grow guys. And, and when they have a core that stays together, like that's, that's, this is what, this is where you hope maybe continuity and growth. Um, it, it, it flies under the radar when you're talking about projecting a team, but you got to think some of those seven guys, like out of the seven returning guys, like a couple of them probably have breakout years and get a little better. And, and, and you're looking at this team as a 25 win team come, come tournament time. I heard about three or four times in that explanation that you said the word grow or growth. And I wasn't sure if you're doing that on purpose, kind of like, uh, when, uh, it came out that Rex Ryan had a foot fetish and, uh, Who's the receiver? Was it Edelman? Giving yeah. an inter- interview, he was like, "We just got to put our best foot forward." But, and <laughs> but I see Longwood has a uh, government official on their team as well in uh, District Attorney Houston. <laughs> I'm not sure if you saw that. <laughs> His Longwood's probably going places that it shouldn't be if he's a, if he's exactly. a government official. Exactly. Yes. Uh, I see uh, Michael Christmas, which who. I, I see that name. I think of Syracuse. Was it like Rakeem Christmas? What was his name again? Yeah, yeah, Rakeem Christmas. There's a blast okay. from the past. Yeah. Um, but no, solid team there. Um, definitely. Uh, I'm kind of trying to go joke off the top of my head, but I can't come up with one. Um, let's see. Where should we go to next? I see we have about four more teams on your list of notes. We have. You know, let's go. Let's let's do this. Let's go to a player we have noted. That is. Um, actually, we have a couple players noted. Darius McGee, Max Aismas. Who are you more, more excited to watch? Well, I, I think I'm more excited to watch Liberty as a team, which includes Darius McGee. I, I think I think Oral Bob is going to suck balls. Okay. Although I don't really know who's going to be good in the Summit League this year. Probably South Dakota State just because. But um, I'll, I'll say Darius McGee. I think Liberty has a chance to be a one of one of the better mid major teams around. I don't think they – they got got in their conference tournament last year, but um, they do bring back a good chunk of that team. I, I want to say they bring in a couple transfers that should help them as well. And and Darius McGee is – you know, he's a potential 30-point-a-game guy. So I, I, I like I like watching him. And, and he was a guy last year who, like, when they would play bigger schools, I feel like he he didn't have any sort of drop-off. Like, he would – he'd put up even bigger numbers when, when he, like, needed to. So – I'm gonna go Darius McGee since I figure you'll take, you'll take your Oral Bob man. Max Admus. Yep. And correct me if I'm wrong, but was Darius McGee National League scorer a year ago? He might have been. I kind of which, is, which is strange because 24 points a game is is a lot, but it doesn't feel like a like a nation's leading scorer number of points per game. <laughs> yep. Um, but no, Max Aismas obviously two years ago was sort of the tournament darling. Um, got them to the Sweet 16, I want to say. Um, had a game-winning attempt three-pointer that nar- narrowly missed. Um, so he's obviously returning. He's a senior now, um, which in this day and age doesn't really mean much. Um, Isaac McBride, 12.3 points per game. They get a double-digit score coming over from UT Arlington in Patrick Mwamba. And they also get a big man. From Arkansas, which was he? I don't think Arkansas with them for some reason, but yeah, he, he was Arkansas. Um, Connor Vanover, a seven-five guy, just to clog up the middle. But yeah, I would imagine um, in that conference that uh, South Dakota State is 
still the favorite. They do lose Shireman. There's, I know there's others that they lost. Um, but no, they just always seem to reload South Dakota State. Um, they have a big a newcomer coming in and Matthew Morris who figures to be a good player for them. Um, but probably between you know them, Oral Roberts, and North Dakota State, I would imagine because North Dakota State also sort of reloads on a year to year basis. So it's probably between those three for that conference. I would assume so too. Um, let's PSU see. Well, lost a lot more guys than I th- than I thought they would. They they had a lot of guys leave via the transfer portal. Yeah, because who is? Oh my god, who is who is their best? Pl- I can't think of their best player from a year ago. Um, well, uh, yeah, Greasel. The, the kid, he or he, I guess he, Cru- Cruiser too. Cruiser too is really good, but Greasel's the one I'm thinking that went to Nebraska. Greasel's gone, and then so is uh, Malik Harden, another another kind of double figure scoring wing. Yeah, and so, so like, oh, crap, who's NDSU even got? I mean, they'll, they'll they'll find guys, but they don't have yeah. a lot of returners besides they uh, don't. besides the big besides the big Devils Lake kid. It's definitely a lot more uh, having to reload than having being able to just you know have a lot of guys returning. They do have yeah, you mentioned Grant Nelson, Luke Yoder coming from Illinois Wesleyan transferring in. Um, that's not even that's not D one. Um. But no, they don't really have much here. So, you know, I'd say they're probably gonna take a drop off. So I, you know, I'm gonna say it's not between three teams; it's between two: Oral Bob, South Dakota State. No, I'm 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 believing in the North Dakota top. Okay, that's fair too. They'll be that's there. Fair. They'll yeah, be they'll there. be elbowing people in the lane. Yep. Yeah. Um, tell me about Furman. They got another. That's that's another coach that is going to be, I think, on a lot of head coaching lists. Uh, come probably like February when coaches start getting fired a lot. They've they've got a, a bunch of guys coming back. They've been. It feels like they have been really close in the SoCon, like each of the last probably five or six years, and they just haven't been able to break through. Whether it's UNC Greensboro's been breaking through. Uh, Wofford was, was kind of a team a couple of years ago that got, that got in a couple of times. Um, you know, Chattanooga last year, all of it, it feels like every single year though, the team that they beat in the SoCon championship is Furman. Um, and a lot of those guys are still back at Furman. Mike Bothwell and Jalen Slauson are your, are your point guard and power forwards. They were both all SoCon, um, selections last year. I see they're both, they're both like conference player of the year candidates. Yes, I, I would say so. They're both they're both multi year starters. Bothwell is in particular probably he's got a chance to probably lead the conference in scoring. I mean he's a really good he's a really good college guard who can who can fill it up. He can shoot from he can shoot from deep. He's strong. He can get to the rim. Uh, he was terrific in their SoCon um, championship game last year. I thought he was he was awesome. He's he's been like a fifteen plus point a game guy for like three or four years. He's he's awesome. So, I like him. Slauson is a is a solid kind of number two, kind of face up four man. Marcus Foster is another returning starter. So you got three returning starters. You've got two other guys who came off the bench last year in Joe Anderson and Garrett Heen. So when I mean, you bring back five, you know, fifteen to fifteen minute plus per game guys, you know that's 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 a good start. And when you've got Bothwell and Slauson, you've got arguably the two best guys on the floor in a lot of games. So I think that's where the hope is, right? And, and, and your coach is 
and Bob Ritchie is one of the best in the mid-major ranks. So you've, you've got to assume that they're probably, there's probably guys developing behind the scenes for them that, that will, that will step into new roles. That's, that's what the, that's the lifeblood of these, these mid-major schools is guys that, you know, they weren't top 100 kids, but guys that develop and turn into good players. That's just what you need. And Furman's been able to find them more than a lot of people. So I assume that they're going to have, they're going to have somebody. And I'm looking at the clock here, Biggs. I see we have about uh, 10 more minutes for our hard out. We've got three teams for sure we should get to here that you have noted. Um, Towson, Iona, Grand Canyon. Now, Iona I'll take here just because I know they have one of the top um, coaches all time, even though he's a sleazeball. But they got some guys returning. Um, Nelly Jr. Joseph, you know, big man for them. Quinn Zlazinski, he was at Louisville before, wasn't he? he was, that is guy? correct, yep. Okay, yeah. Um you know, just sort of a stretch forward kind of guy. Uh, Walter Clayton, you know, freshman a year ago. And, you know, like you said, freshman to sophomore, best thing about them, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Breakup kind of there. And then they do have a big incoming recruit, a four-star guy in Cruz Davis. Um, yeah, that's Iona. You have anything to add to that? No, I'm intrigued to see if Nelly Jr. Joseph takes the next step. I mean, he was like a 14-8 and eight last year for them, and – they don't have a ton of guards. I mean, they're going to need a lot out of Walter Clayton was a pretty good freshman for them last year. And then Cruz Davis, a four-star crew, like you said, they're, they're going to like need those guys. I thought for some reason when I was doing my deep dive on Iona, I thought they have, they would have more in like the guard. They would have more in the perimeter. They, they, they don't have a lot of proven returning perimeter guys. They lost a ton from last year. So um, it'll be interesting to see if Iona is as good as, as as you know they were last year or better <clears throat> yeah and then i see we have towson they have they returned four you know guys averaging right around double digits or more one of them averaging 14 they also have siku sila did i do good on the pronunciation sure okay uh coming in averaging 22 points per game at nova southwest South, southeastern university so uh basically a villanova guy Anytime you get a Nova Southeastern University guy, you you take the chance, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but no, what do you like about them? I like that they won a ton of games last year and they bring back a ton of guys. That worked. That's all I need to know. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's about the extent of it. <laughs> then the last team on our list here of show notes, and I've got a little thing I'm going to scroll through and mention anything else at the end here. But Grand Canyon Antelopes, who Good you like. Good name, right? The Lopes. Yes. What do you like about them? I I like the team name, the Antelopes. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. Uh, they were one of the best teams in the WAC last year. The WAC, I think, will be not as good this year with um, New Mexico State's coach being gone. I don't think they'll be the same kind of powerhouse they have been. They bring back Jovan Blackshear, who was one of the better guards in the league last year. Gabe McLaughlin, who was a solid piece. And they bring in Rayshon Harrison, uh, Rayshon's going to have to work on getting a nickname somewhere in there because that's true. That's just uh, not, that name sucks. How, how about, how about Biggie? Biggie, Biggie Harrison. Yeah. yeah, there we go. I like that because he's not actually all that big. He's like six, four. So he's a good size guard. <laughs> Perfect. Huge. Yes. <laughs> Huge Harrison back to back 17 point of game seasons at Presbyterian. He was the player of the year. I think, or the, the freshman of the year in the big South as a, as a freshman, um, yep. he wasn't as good last year. Still averaged 17 a game, but the efficiency took a dip. 
it'll be interesting to see if you know if he can get those shooting numbers back up playing next to next to Blackshear. But that has a potential to be a a pretty dynamic backcourt to make a lot of noise. All right. Well, we're at the end of the list. Um, I've got just a bunch of here bigs. Um, I'm just gonna roll off here. If there's any you want to add anything to, stop me. But uh, I see on my list here, Kent State, also in the MAC. Uh, Sincere Carey and Malik Jacobs are their two main guys here. Um, we have Bradley Braves. What conference is Bradley in again? They're Sunbelt? the MAC, too, I think, aren't they? Are they the MAC? Yeah, I think they are the MAC. So yeah, MAC is. Oh, they're in the Missouri Valley. Missouri Valley? I said, oh. There's got to be more Missouri Valley teams. I'm surprised that. I'm surprised. They yeah, they are. They me. are. They are Missouri Valley. Um, no, Bradley Braves, you know, might uh, contend with a Canadian rap star. Um, I like that Southern, Southern Illinois Salukis. Uh, Marcus Domask, Lance Jones are back. Um, your favorite bigs, your favorite gauchos. UC Santa yes, Barbara. I was another, if the gauchos another, would be up there. Another team to watch out for here, Georgia State. We have Hofstra. Hofstra Pride. Yo, they just love their school over there. Pride up. Yeah. Um, let's see. We we said Akron earlier. I don't know if we touched on them much, but they're also another MAC team. Okay. Um, American East, the Vermont Catamounts are another team. Stephen F. Austin, which I just love Stephen F. Austin because they upset Duke on their home floor a few years ago. Yeah, I was wondering if Stephen F. Austin would be in the mix. I was kind of looking at their team, though. They, they just don't, they don't bring back a lot. Uh, so I'm, I, unless they brought in a lot of transfers, I, I'm just not super familiar with the okay. the guys they've got coming in. Yeah. Um, and then Northern Kentucky Norse, and the last one I've got here, Penn Quakers. We talked we talked about Roman Penn earlier. We did. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, they had all Ivy League point guard and Jor- Jordan Dingle, who averaged 20 points per game a year ago. Great last name. That is a good name, Dingle. Yeah. I was curious yeah. about some Ivy League teams. I was wondering. Usually, Princeton is okay, and and uh, okay. So this is the year that that it'll be Penn. Yeah. No, well, I think we're at the end here, Basin. We're doing great on time. We have four minutes to go to our TV, our football watching TV, um, grab a little extra coffee, and uh, get ready for the Vikings game here. Yeah, time management, top notch yeah. for us today. Yeah, <laughs> we're very good here. Um, but no. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back. I know we already recorded the Pac-12 preview, like I mentioned. So I think this one that we just got done will go out Monday the 3rd. And then I think I'll do the Pac-12 for like Thursday. And then after that, it'll probably be another Power 6. Actually, it'll definitely be another Power 6, Power six conference. It'll be our first um, Power 6 conference. Exactly. Yes, yes. And this is all leading up for just about just over a month from now when the season tips off. I think it's like November 8th, if I remember correctly. Um, so we're getting close, um, and we'll have college basketball to watch every night. Can't wait. So, uh, see you guys on Thursday with the Pac-12 preview. Bye.